listening to this. Welcome to another episode of The Unmade Bed. I worked it out. It's episode 14. We've skipped once or twice because what we recorded was just crap that we were never going to put out. But um, in this situation, we're up to number 14. So I'm Adrian, anyway. This is my wife, Bree. Say hello, Bree. Hello, Bree. Um, Bree's been away all of this week, which means I've been uh, looking after some cats that are still alive. So I think I get a pass mark on that. Yep, that's a start. Uh, if you're watching the news uh, on Thursday night, there was stories about a big storm they had at Melbourne Airport, which ended up with water literally gushing through light fixtures and that kind of thing. It was uh, They had 40 millimetres of rain in 20 minutes, apparently. And while all that was going on, Brie was in a plane circling above it all. Yeah. Did you get any sort of lightning or thunder or jazz like that up there? No, because obviously, the, uh, obviously the pilot had... Yes, they get stopped before they got to that point because pilots have advanced notice of the 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 weather weather radars. All all, all that I knew was that we we're doing it was start. I realised that we were doing a few circles, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, what's this? Are we, uh, Mm. you know, is it just air traffic control or something? And we're sort of not ready to land. And then finally, the the uh, the pilot came on and said, "Uh, "Unfortunately, there's a storm over Melbourne, and uh, we're in a bit of a holding pattern." Um, and that's, uh, you know, maybe hopefully it'll clear in 15 or 20 minutes and do not worry because no, no, no planes can currently land or take off. So you won't miss any of your connections. Connections. Mm. Um, what you guys were doing while you were circling for aviation geeks out there, they'll tell you it's called racetrack orbits because when you look at them, if I was to show you a picture of what you were doing, they look exactly like racetracks. Yeah. Because they do it in exactly the same place. Yes, and uh, one one uh, the the, uh, the the chick who was sitting in the the next sort of uh-huh. the next section of rows over from mm-hmm. me at this point tried to get up to go to the toilet, which of of course was locked because we had the fastened seatbelt signs on. Yeah, bad idea, bitch. <laughs> so, mm. and uh, as <laughs> once the plane land, uh, she was. Uh, Dancing around <laughs> rather a lot of trying to get the hell off the plane. Ah, <laughs> uh, never good. So, yes. <clears throat> now, the reason Brie was on a plane was because she spent most of this week uh, for her job um, up in the Queensland, I think they're a city, of Proserpine. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well, uh, well uh, the hotel was at Airlie Beach. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, which is quite near Proserpine. Yep. Um... The, 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 the prawn farm is near Proserpine and Gregory mm-hmm. River. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Proserpine, obviously not a place you've visited before. No, I've not really been any further north in Queensland than Brisbane. the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, all right. So, any first impressions? Anything lasting impression-wise on Proserpine? Oh, look. He, um, <clears throat> so, I, I, I arrived in the dark and went straight to the factory the next morning. So, uh-huh. I... And hadn't really seen anything. Hadn't, hadn't really seen a lot, but I did make a point on the second day to at least go and have a little walk around the area where there was um, very a, quite a nice boardwalk kind of along because so the, the so the hotel was mm-hmm. is kind of just an early beach or just the outskirts of early beach and mm-hmm. there's you know there's a bit of a coastline there and directly opposite there's a nice boardwalk that goes along a section of the coastline. Mm-hmm. So I, I walked along there just to you know. Mm-hmm. See that, uh, so you know, have had a look at the ocean at least. Mm. So um, that was nice, and it actually 
struck me that it's, it's the exact kind of boardwalk that they're trying to build in, in Hobart on, on Battery Point mm-hmm. because it's right along the coastline yep. and, and there's, you know, units, you know, to the, yep. to the side that have a view yep. over the coast and it made me think well, how lovely that would be if they actually built it and the, the rich fuckers who are against it would just uh, allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's yeah. So that's uh, yeah. Bit, kind of had half an hour of light by the time I got home that that night to to go and walk along the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And the second night I was able to leave a little little bit earlier, and uh, I uh, went for a slight drive. And I just sort of thought, you know what? I'll just keep following the road until I find a lookout, so that I could kind of see the ocean from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up in a place called Shoot Harbour. Ah, yes, because this is all part of the Witch Sundays. This is part of the Witch Sundays. Uh, Shoot Harbour has a population of about 20 people, mm-hmm. um, but they've built like a little marine sort of centre there. Yeah, because it's... Hamilton Island is directly... Y- yeah, sea, so... They do, they do shuttles and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so Shoot Harbour, I mean, it was nice-ish, but it was not kind of what I was looking for in terms of a lookout to see the Great Barrier Reef, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I was running out of daylight at that point too, so I turned around and mm. and and went back. Yeah. So yeah. the thing I learned this week with cats is cats don't care what time it is. If they're hungry, they will tell you they're hungry. Mm. And I say that because, of course, at the moment here in Tassie with the daylight saving, it's becoming light at about four thirty, five o'clock, and so cats wake up with that light. And they feel, I would like to have my breakfast now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, this one here, Chrissy, who's currently laying on a, a dressing gown, she will do two things. She'll reach out and she'll just sort of lightly tap you with one of her paws. And she'll also attempt to kiss you on the face. She mm-hmm. just gets right up in there and it's like, tap, 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 yo, you up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I wasn't, but uh, thanks for asking. Exactly. <laughs> Bree's much better at ignoring their pleas, or they sort of don't try it on as much with her, but with me it was like, okay, we're going to get this sucker up now. So Yeah. Yeah, 5.30 breakfast, and then second breakfast was at 6.30. So mm, we got a bit of a pattern going by the end of the week, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. Doesn't care. <laughs> mm. um, now, if you recall last week, you gave me homework. I did. Mm-hmm. It was homework on the um, Australian Frog Songs that was at number three on the charts uh, in Australia. That's right. Last week, so. Um, and you asked whether they were whether the album was actually Frog Songs. And yes, the album is actually Frog Songs, featuring songs of fifty-eight frogs from across Australia, including more than forty classified as endangered or extinct. They didn't go out and record all of them, you know, over the last year because some of the recordings go back to the 1970s. So it's a combination of stuff they already had archived, plus, if you like, citizen scientists sending in other frog calls. And, yep, there was literally no songs or music or anything on this. It is an album of what it says, Australian frog songs. Yes, what I didn't know is that uh, last year they also did the same thing with bird songs. Uh-huh. Um, so there was an album... Uh, the, the, the name of the group is Songs of Disappearance, 
that's the if you like the title of the collective that's releasing these albums. Yes. And so the album last year, which was of bird songs, was um, Australian bird songs, songs of disappearance. So mm. same sort of thing, and it also made it into the Aria Top Five last year on debut. So. Look, I mean, anything that uh, raises awareness of um, endangered Australian species is, you know, it's a it's a bit of a an odd way to try and raise awareness of it, but it's 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 niche. I think it actually works. It gets people to talk about it, which is an important thing. Mm, and apparently, also listen to it enough to uh, get it onto the charts. So. Well, I don't know that you actually have to listen to it as long as you've bought it. Well, yeah, you can purchase it, but I mean, you know, most people don't purchase anything anymore. It's all no, streaming. Streaming, so. yeah. Hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Look, I can imagine it'd be nice and relaxing trying to get off to sleep with just you know the odd rabbit. Yeah. Rabbit. I'm sure there's one or two noises in there which are more ha 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 kind of thing, but yeah, it's achieving something for the good of science, which means it's all okay by <laughs> us. Well, the question might be if there was birds and then there's frogs, what's uh, what's what's happening next Christmas? Uh, you know, you can't do snakes because nobody. Well, the whole thing would just be hissing. Really. Yes, and also nobody's going to get a microphone and stick it in the face of a tiger snake, are they? Well, maybe. No. Yeah, no, not really. I suppose. Um, I mean, you could do bird songs part two. It's not like we don't have enough. Oh, yes, obviously, birds. Plenty of birds. Um. um We've only really got, as far as a native dog goes, we've only got dingoes. Yeah. So you're not really going to put together an album of dingo calls. Um, I guess, uh, you know, lizards make uh, a lot of noises that people aren't aware of. That's uh, true. Geckos, but, you know, there's uh, been many a night where, particularly, um, remember in, when we've been in Thailand, there's mm-hmm. been some noises going on. I'm like, what's making that noise? And it usually comes back, oh, that's some sort of gecko or Yes, because the gecko lizard. The geckos tend to hang around inside in Thailand where they can because it's obviously much cooler. Yes. Mm. Yes, they yeah. It's their preferred environment. Mm. Yeah, so you could do lizards or uh, yeah, well maybe you could just do reptiles in reptiles, yeah. In, in general, so you maybe you could include a snake or two in there. Mm. Uh, you know. You're not going to go and stick a microphone in front of a crocodile snout, though. I don't know that. Cro- well, I think the whole the whole point of crocodiles is they don't make any noise. That's true. So, except when they're eating the fuck out of something. Well, that's yeah. That's more, not really a noise that they're making, and more of a crunching noise. More of a crunching noise, yeah. yeah. So, mm. Mm. Um, you know, um, I guess there's plenty of other native animals that uh, I don't know that I've heard a koala make a noise, but uh, other mammals. Uh. Possums definitely make a noise. If yep. you've ever had possums in your roof, they mm-hmm. are noisy as all fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly that's them fighting. Yes. <laughs> but uh... <clears throat> uh, Anything else on your mind this week that you need to get off your chest? Uh, no, I guess it's Christmas in two days. It is Christmas in two, ga- uh, two days. Yes. I almost said two gays there. Um, <laughs> Christmas is in two days. Um Speaking of two gays, I bought a ticket this week to see Tim Gamble and Anthony Kalia in concert in Hobart. Oh, okay. When's that? It's, it's not till October next year, but right. uh, if you follow their uh, their Facebook uh, or Instagram, mm-hmm. um, they're a very uh, 
interesting and entertaining couple. Yes. And uh, I think they'll bring that to the stage as well. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, well, <clears throat> almost certainly both of them being uh, professionals. That's uh, mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Nothing else. So that's a, that's a like segue. But anyway, yes. So Christmas into. Uh, did you have you seen how many Christmas songs are in this week's Christmas uh, aria charts? I had like a, to take a guess. I actually had a bit of a look. To be fair. Um, mm. I think it was something like 16 or 17. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Mm. In the top 10, there's five. Yep. And of course, bloody Mariah Carey is right Mariah there. Mariah Carey the is number one for a second week in a row. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, Last Christmas is the next... Uh, By when? The next best mm. uh, charting song, which... Mm. It's, it's always puzzled me because it's... I mean, it is a Christmas song. I mean, Wham! released it as a Christmas song, but it's not really, it's not a Christmas carol by any, no. any stretch of the imagination. No. Mm. So it's always, it's always been interesting how popular it is as a, as a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, I was surprised that Do They Know It's Christmas wasn't anywhere in the top 50, but that seems to be the one that, um, is a Christmas well it's not a Christmassy carol song it's um, no again like much seri- like yeah, it's a bit yeah, too serious very perhaps, serious subject matter last Christmas is at least a bit campy and, and fun oh it's very campy very campy fun. that was that was wham down to a T yeah actually I saw other, if you look up on YouTube there's um there was a a group that was doing a, a literal lyrical interpretations based on the music video and mm. the last Christmas one is, is one of the most amusing ones that Yeah, I think there's one of the Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the yes, Heart. Yes, yes. Really, really good. They're, well. they're very good. So. Yes. Mm. Um yes. So uh look if you're out and about um driving anywhere over the festive break, you probably should have already left by now because God knows the traffic jam for Christmas Day in uh Sydney and Brisbane will start tomorrow and then just sort of go on from there. Yes. Mm. Mm. Um, so as We all... have no such problems in Tassie, really. No, no. The only thing I'm thinking of is... You know, maybe a couple of minutes extra on, on a trip. There's all the roadworks happening on the Midland Highway at the moment, though. Yes, and everybody will just speed through them because there'll be no actual workers on there yeah. over the Christmas period, mm. um, despite the fact that they leave the roadworks, which is, to be fair, they leave the, the the reduced speed limit due to hazards that are created by the roadwork. I was told yesterday, though, that when they're not actually working, if there's no workers there, they're meant to take the speed limit from 60 up to 80. Yes, they shouldn't be going, yes. Yeah. But... Um, it seems that laziness kicks in, generally mm-hmm. speaking, and they can't be fucked actually changing the signs. Yep. And then you wonder why road repairs in Tasmania are so half assed. Well, yep. That's mm. why. That's why. Mm. Mm. Um, so, do we have a retro chart going on here? Or well, you... you see, no, because um, as I explained last week, for a number of years, especially back in the 80s and 90s, the ARIA charts used to take a break over Christmas, uh-huh. which kind of tears that little bit in half. But what I thought we might be able to talk about, and I'm springing this on you absolutely instantaneously with no prior warning, 
was our favourite songs of all time. Oh, well, there we go, right. Mm. Mm. Do you have a, a sort of a list in your head that uh, you could rattle off? Um, you don't, I'm, I'll give you some time because I'll give you mine first. Yes. Okay, so um, the top three, and depends on what day it is as to which I've got currently at number one, but my favourite song of all time is Tusk by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Uh, I've never understood this. What? Why Tusk? Yes. I, I love Fleetwood Mac, but mm-hmm. Tusk is, it's like a, as if you're at some sort of high school football game. Yeah, funny that, because when they're actually recording Tusk, that's who they got in to do all the drumming and the um, wind instruments, was the USC Trojan Marching Band. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, second favourite... Pet Shop Boys, always on my mind. Yep. I still consider that to be the best cover song of all time. And it was also the number one Christmas song in the UK in 1987. Okay. And the third song is by a British-German group called Fisher Z. And it's a song called The Perfect Day from 1988. Yeah. The other two songs which sort of are outside those top three. Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle, mm-hmm. and Blue Monday by New Order. Yeah. Mm. So that's my five. If we were going yeah. to do Desert Island Discs, they're the ones that I couldn't do without. All right. So you don't have to put them in a particular order, but your five songs. Well, see, mine are a little bit more obscure, generally speaking. Well, not not, not obscure mm-hmm. necessarily, but uh, outside Niche. the, the main, mainstream genre. Uh-huh. Or mm. very, very, very pop. Like, if, look, if I'm going to listen to pop music, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 going to be a hundred hardcore, yeah, pop music. Yeah, like sort of more gay disco kind. Of. Yes, yes, very much. Yes, like you know, that's it. Pop music, then then just go at it and make it as poppy as mm-hmm. as, as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so uh, let's see. So uh, probably if I had a top five, it's probably no, in no particular order, uh-huh. I would start with Iron Maiden, Ooh. Uh, the the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Yep. Um, which is a song that goes, I think, goes for approximately fourteen minutes mm-hmm. or thereabouts, based on the uh, poem by Samuel Coleridge. Yes. Um, with, and One of the classic pieces of literature. So it's basically classic. It's classic literature and classic uh, heavy metal mm-hmm. kind of combined mm. um, that uh, mm. presents a, a nice song. Did you know that the uh, lead singer of... Um, oh, I'm having COVID fog again. Iron Maiden. Did you know that the lead singer of Iron Maiden is a fully qualified uh, passenger jet pilot? Yes, 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 and he he will pilot the uh, the Iron Maiden tour plane. Uh, tour plane. Yep, yep. Uh, mm. He does. He doesn't anymore apparently because he's he feels uh, he has gotten a little bit. I think his eyesight is not what it uh, used okay. to be, yep. and he's no longer comfortable. Okay. Uh, flying a plane of yep. that size. Very clever. From something I heard, I, I believe. Mm. But yes, yes, mm. no. He's yes, very much into into flying. So. Mm. Mm. Um, so there's so there's uh, yeah Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden yeah. and onto the obscure songs uh, is a band called Nightwish. Right. Uh, now <clears throat> Nightwish is what you call symphonic metal or power metal. Well, power metal is the 
is the bass genre. Uh-huh. So power metal basically is heavy metal that has keyboards in it. Right. Um, and then symphonic metal is another step kind of subgenre of that, uh-huh. which, as the name might imply, includes um, orchestral pieces and, generally speaking, a, a classical uh, trained singer uh-huh. um, as, as well. So. Uh-huh. Um, you and in in the most popular symphonic metal bands, that's usually a female okay. soprano mm-hmm. um, type singer. Um, <clears throat> so whereabouts are they from? America. Uh, Nightwish is a, a Finnish Finland band. Oh, there you go. So, um, although their lead singer now, Floor Jansen, is uh, Dutch, right? Um, but she's the, actually the, the third singer that they've had in their okay. in their time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, there's a uh, song of theirs called Ghost Love Score, which um, is a very, uh, it's almost like a kind of mini opera mm-hmm. kind of song. Mm-hmm. goes for around 10 minutes. Mm. Yours is taking much longer to get through than mine. Well, I'm trying to explain, <laughs> because, explain yeah. because most people listening would go, I don't know who the fuck that is. On yes. Maiden, you'd sort of, most people would go, ah, oh, well, I've heard of them. Oh, anyway, the cough's got much better since last week. Yes, it's it's not quite as pervasive as Thanks for asking. Yes. Um, Other songs? Other songs, uh, look, uh, there'd be a Kylie Minogue song in there. Can you narrow it down to one? I'm just trying to narrow it down to one. Um, If I narrow it down to to an album, it would be Impossible Princess. Well, put it this way. Would it be early Kylie, mid-90s Kylie, or Disco Diva Comeback? From 2000. Look, they're all very good Kylie's. So, um, mm-hmm. Look, I, I think mid-90s Kylie is probably somewhat, so I'll go with Confide in Me as a... Yep. As probably... Yeah. The same era as Where the Wild Roses Grow with the yeah, Nick Cave. Yeah, with Nick Cave. Yeah, that's, okay. sort of, that's sort of era. When she got her artistic credibility back, in a way. Yeah, well, I don't think she ever had it to begin with, but she got well, some. Well, she she, she, you know, she, she was, dropped stock Aiken Waterman. Yeah. And so, and started dating Michael Hutchins, so, yeah, and yeah. became a bit more, um, yeah, bit, yeah. People took her more seriously as a, as a musician, just by dating Michael Hutchins. Well, yeah, to be honest, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good was... way to uh, get your cred. But I mean, you know, she, she was taking musically; she was going in a, in a different direction, mm. and um, you know, and then when she started on the sort of, I guess, the Kylie disco era, mm-hmm. she was just realised she had a uh, very large gay following and mm. kind of just um, took that to its... Uh, Nth degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden Nightwish, Nightwish, Kylie, Kylie Minogue. Minogue. You don't have to have any others. Uh, you can give honourable mentions. Yeah. Um, look, um, in the, uh, the Tea Party is, uh, of, yes. of course, a, a favourite of mine, mm-hmm. a Canadian band. Um, started in the late nineties, um, mm-hmm. and is is still going, still going to this day, which mm-hmm. is uh, bluesy rock mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. Very, very good. I could not name a single song there that would be yeah, a, a favourite. That's yes. that would that would change, be quite interchangeable. Mm. I recall, I think maybe late nineties they. Went to radio with a song called Heaven Coming Down. Yes. Heaven yes. Coming Down was probably the biggest commercial success. It's got a very catchy uh, guitar. Yeah. Sort of. I can remember coming across that when I was in radio. and Yeah. Yeah. 
that was probably as close to crossing over to the mainstream as they got. Yeah, I mean, look, they did very well in, in Canada. For, yeah. They've charted in Canada, but and yeah. uh, Australia well. was always yeah. their kind of second market. Yeah. So, and Jeff Martin, the, the lead singer of the, of the Tea Party, has lived in Australia for mm-hmm. past 10, 15 years. At least he married an Australian mm-hmm. and lives uh, somewhere near Byron Bay. Mm-hmm. In a sort of you know artist artisty sort of retreat, oh, yes, kind of kind of thing. Next door to the Hemsworths, kind of thing. Yeah, not he's not quite uh, in that sort of league of, uh, of wealth, but, and, and, yeah, but yeah. you know he's still yeah he's got that cool vibe of that kind of slightly hippie but uh, mm-hmm. rock vibe going on. Mm. Um, and that's uh, that's four. That's four and. I am going to go with five. Let's go with Celine Dion. Fair enough. Because when I say that I like, you know, if I'm going to go for music, mm-hmm. uh, Celine is an exceptional singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got this. I read about it last week. She's that's called like frozen statue syndrome or something, or some sort of condition that yes will gradually m- make her body literally stiffen yes and be unable to move so, so. yeah she, she's been for the past few years she's been having this issue where she's been having uh, yeah uncontrollable muscular spasms yeah. um, which has prevented her um from doing doing any concerts yeah. um because she had that residency in vegas for a long time yeah, she? yeah yeah um and and she said it's also it's not just affecting I guess her movement mm-hmm. but her voice as ah, well so because okay. obviously your voice is controlled by muscles so, yeah right um, that's been the the major problem hmm. um, yeah it's quite a rare condition that she has so hmm. um, yeah so I'll go with Celine Dion hmm. um, um, the the album falling into you is one of the, uh-huh. the greatest uh, pop albums of of all time uh-huh. um, and probably the the which you know isn't wasn't I don't believe it was ever a single, but the title song "Falling Into You" has got to be one of my favourites. I don't know that it was a single in Australia. Yeah, it might have been in some overseas. It's one market. of those songs that's very very popular with, yep. with Celine Dion fans. Fans, but yeah, not necessarily a, a mm. wider mainstream mm-hmm. audience. So there you go. Off the top of my head. <laughs> Yeah, that's... There's five, I, I have a fairly wide taste in, in music. Evidently, I yes. mostly either listen to, to metal music because it uh, gets my, my heart pumping mm-hmm. and uh, I just I just love the sound of a, of a heavy guitar. Uh-huh. But I also really enjoy female artists at all. Oh, sorry, Patty Griffin. I've, I've forgotten about Patty, Patty Griffin. Patty Griffin, would yeah. Be, yeah but, uh, all right. So um, I could probably, yeah. Yeah. But... You could go I, I have two main ones, which is metal, which is usually generally can be female singers, mm-hmm. female classical singers, or mm-hmm. just your regular kind of, uh, you know, heavy metal dude. Mm-hmm. And for, for pop music, I like uh, female, mm. female sing, good female singers. Mm. All right. So, well, on that notice, that probably just about wraps us up for this week. Um, yeah. We will probably do another one next week. We might take a look back at the year that was 2022. Everyone else is yeah, going so to be let's doing do some it. research for a change and uh, yeah. and and uh, put some notes together and yeah, instead of just the, this random free form sort of yes. But let's yeah. try some structure. Let, let's uh, let's aim for the the Joe Rogan experience. All right, you want the unmade bed to be made for once. 
Yes. Okay. Let's, let's make the bed. Okay, we'll make the bed. Uh, <laughs> oh, watch out for that one next week, folks, when we make the bed. But for now, it's goodbye from me. Say goodbye, Bree. Goodbye, Bree. That's all for this episode of The Unmade Bed. Unmade <laughs> Bed.